Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala eşrefil enbiyeyi vel mursalin. Muhammedu Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve aleyhi ve sellem teslimin kathir kathira. Ama ba'du, brothers and sisters, one of the very important parts of learning and of knowledge is to know our scholars, the scholars of our deen. Today we seem to have lost this completely. Take the average person, ask them, name for me three scholars. Maybe they will name the three of the four Aima. Maybe they will say Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, Imam Malik and so on. Maybe. Some people don't know even that. Then if you ask them, okay, you are saying Imam Abu Hanifa, Abu Hanifa is the Kunia, what was his name? What Shafi is what? His name was not only Shafi. What was his name? Very important to know our ulama. Because part of knowledge is to also know the source of this knowledge. So you got the knowledge from where? The knowledge ultimately comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It comes through Rasulullah But to you and me, where did it come from? It didn't come from directly from the Rasulullah It didn't come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So where did I get my knowledge from? This is very important. It used to be part of the way of introducing somebody. And usually people ask this question among the scholars. Is who are your teachers? The so-and-so, who are his teachers? This is how a person is recognized by their teachers. So-and-so is the teacher of, or so-and-so is the teacher of this person. One of the great scholars of our modern times is uh, Sheikh uh, Abdul Fattah Abu Ghudda. Ta'ala. He passed away. And he was one of the, uh, mashallah, very big and very uh, beneficial shuyukh of our modern times. And he wrote a very small book in terms of size, it's not big, it's a little bit about the manners and akhlaq of the Muslim. And in this he has covered everything from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed. Uh, all our different interactions, how we sh- should be with our parents, with our elders, with uh, younger people and so on and so on. So many, many things. And that book I would recommend to everybody to read. Inshallah, we'll do a series of reminders based on this book also, inshallah. But extremely important because this is the whole issue of the of akhlaq. And incidentally, the book begins with the Hadith of Wasallam, where Rasulullah said he came for the, he came to do what? To complete and to beautify good akhlaq. I just think about this. He did not say, I came, I came to teach people who have no akhlaq how to be. No. He said, people already have akhlaq. I came to beautify this, make it better. And this is something which is so important because as uh, Ibn Mubarak, Rahmatullahi, he is Abdullah Ibn Mubarak, is known again, we should know our scholars. He is from the Tabi'in and he is known, he and Hassan al-Basri, Rahmatullahi, are known as the, the rais from the scholars of the Tabi'un. It's a very, very highly respected scholars. 
So Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullahi says, I studied adab for 30 years before I touched the Quran, before I approached the Quran. Today we, you might think, you know, what is there to study for 30 years? So adab means what? This is our problem. We don't even understand what is required. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm saying this is unfortunately the kind of society we have created where we have created a sense of arrogance. Right? We go around feeling nobody can teach me anything. I know everything. And what I don't know, I'll get it from the net. This arrogance. This is this kibber. Kibber is what Shaitan had, right? This kibber in the in the people. I remember we had a conversation here when Sheikh Wasab was here. Uh, one man came. They were promoting. Uh, I won't mention names and so on, but they were promoting this group. And they say we gather the youngsters together and so on on a particular day. They all come. We get them, get them all together, and then we have a halakha. In the masjid. So both Sheikh Bissam and I were there, and so uh, I asked him, I said, uh, Who does the halakha? Who, who runs this halakha? He said, No, we run. So who's we? Those young people who are there. So I said, Okay, no problem, alhamdulillah. Is, is there somebody who's, who has knowledge, who's, who studied Islam? Anyone who's qualified to run the halakha? No, 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 we don't need all this. Alhamdulillah, good intention. Huh? Good intention alone is enough. So if I don't know how to do salah, my good intention means my salah is okay. I can do anything, stand on one leg, do two somersaults. No, there is a, there is a tariqa of salah, there is a method of salah, no? Good intention, def- of course, definitely. Ikhlas Sunniyah is the, is the buniyad, is the, is the foundation. But there is a method. You can't say, well, you know, while I was coming to the masjid, I fell into a hole which is full of water, so I have wudu. Huh? <laughs> I made the niyah when I was falling into the hole. May this be a wudu. <laughs> so I said, sorry, we will, not, we will not allow this in this masjid. Anybody who is speaking about religion must be somebody who is trained to do that. We, we will not allow people just to come out of anywhere and say, oh, this is my opinion. My opinion is the door of shaitan. Shaitan is the first one who said my opinion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, why did you not make sujood? He said, in my opinion, I am superior. Ana khairu minhu. And he gave his dalil also. Khalaqtani min nar wa min teen. He's giving his dalil for his opinion. The result of this opinion is what? Jahannam, forever. So, adab of learning. So, Abdullah Mubarak, he says, 30 years I studied adab before I came to the Quran. The reason is, we have to understand, is why is this adab so important? Not because somebody is trying to sit there and say, bossing over you and saying, you know. It's because it is like, I always give the example of agriculture. Right? If you are planting, you can have the best seed, absolutely fabulous, fantastic seed, which is designed to give you 10 times the crop of normal seed. So we give this to you. Mark here, Nabil, here's the seed. Okay. So what is the first thing that Nabil will do? If Nabil knows farming, what is the first thing he's going to do? He will keep the seed aside safely 
then he will work on the land. Now, if I come there, I don't know what. Why? What are you doing? I'm digging. Why? Why are you digging? You got a seed planted, ma. Say no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. The land has to be prepared to receive the seed. If the land is not prepared, what will happen to the seed? Seed will die because the land is full of insects. It is full of pathogens. It is full of it. It has the wrong pH value. The acidity, alkalinity level is not correct, and so on, so on. Seed will die. Even if it germinates, it will not give you any proper crop. So he is going to work on the land. He will plow the land. He will winnow the soil. He will take out all the negative things from the soil and clean it and everything else. And then he will prepare for watering the soil. So what am I putting a sprinkler system or am I going to put irrigation trenches or whatever, depending on the place where it is. Only when the soil is completely ready, and this may take whatever time it takes. Then he will plant the seed, and he will get a beautiful result. Without that, if he plants, nothing wrong with the seed. Seed is good. At the end of the day, whoever is teaching is teaching the kalam of Allah. So nothing wrong with the kalam of Allah. But the way it is taught, supposing say I say, supposing I open the book and say. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Inna fi khalqi samawati wal ardi waqtila fi layli wa nahari la ayati li ulilamba. Okay. Now what is your opinion about this? And I'm saying I'm doing a halaqa of tafsir. This is a halaqa of tafsir. And a halaqa of tafsir is what? I recite some ayah random from somewhere and I say, okay, what is your opinion? What is your opinion? What is your opinion? Is this tafsir? This is a joke. This is not a tafsir. This is a joke. What is opinion got to do with? This is the kalam of Allah Subhanahu. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is telling us something. Where is the question? Where is where does anybody's opinion come into that? We say, what does Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Allah said this. What does it mean? Where do we go for that? What does it mean? My opinion? No. You go back to the source. The source is Nabi Alayhi Salam. You say, what did Rasulullah Sallallahu Sallam? What did he say? How did he explain? How do we have that? We have this from the Sahaba. We have this from the Classical scholars, we say, what does the Tabari say? What does you know Ibn Kathir say, and so on, and so on. This is the way of doing tafsir. There is a usul of tafsir. The usul of tafsir is that the kitab of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, first of all, must not be somebody who is not qualified must not try to explain it. Number one, like anything else, you will not have somebody who is not a muhandis who is not an engineer trying to explain engineering theory. Right? My friend here is a. Truck driver, right? It's a highly sophisticated, highly complicated machine. I can also drive a car. I've, I've driven, my, driven a car all my life. I said, "Mama, move us. I can drive this thing." It's okay. Go drive. Die. You know, kill somebody. What can I do? You can't just get into the cab of a of a sixteen wheeler and say, "I can drive a car." So I no, 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 no. You you do that, you will kill yourself, or you will kill somebody else, right? It has certain things which you have to learn. So, if you want to drive a 16-wheeler, no problem. Take the time and trouble, learn, then you can drive. No problem. So, we don't apply the same thing to the Kitab of Allah. Anybody can talk. Anybody cannot talk. If 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 you talk, then what happens? You put yourself in trouble, and may Allah protect you. 
you are going to put other people in trouble as well because people don't know. So you say, oh, this is this great person sitting and talking, he must be correct. So the usul of tafsir is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the kalam, first of all, the adab and the azmat of the kalam, the azama of the kalam must come in the heart. This is, the, this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking to me. No? This is not interpretation. This is not the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah said this, which means this. No, this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I always give this example, Hamesha, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, people ask Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they said, who is Allah? So Allah revealed Surah Al-Ikhlas. What did Allah reveal? Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Right? What did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tell people? Qul huwa Allahu ahad. But look at the grammar of this ayat. Qul refers to whom? What should he tell the people actually? Allah ahad. Why is he saying Qul? Qul, Allah is saying you tell him. You tell him. This is the sadaqat of the Rasul. He never changed anything in the Quran. Even though you can argue and say grammatically there is no need to say qul because qul is refer- referring to you. Ya Rasulullah, why are you telling the You just say Allah. No. This is the is one of the many, many, many dalail of the truthfulness of Rasulullah. So first we take that. Then we say, how did they understand this? Then in tafsir, sometimes the Quran does the tafsir of itself. So you will have an ayah and the meaning of this ayah, Allah has, has mentioned this in some other place and this, the ayah explains the ayah. Second level, the hadith explains the ayah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned something, the hadith explains the ayah. Third level from the Sahaba, they would have understood and they would have explained your opinion, my opinion doesn't come into it anywhere, from anywhere. No, there's no, there's no place for it. But this comes from understanding and learning. So as I said, Sheikh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghuddar, one of the great scholars, he talks about these issues of akhlaq and one very simple thing which I read in his book, which is why I told you guys. He said, if somebody has invited you, do not take a guest unless you take the permission of the person invited. Now you can argue, you can say, you know, Mark is a good friend of mine, Nabil is a great friend of mine. They are both, mashallah, people, they are not, they are not hurting for money, right? To feed, instead of feeding one person, to feed two people, no problem. To feed ten people, no problem. I can just come and say, yeah, Nabil, I have, I have come, all these five people are with me. He will say, Shaykh, alhamdulillah, marhaba, most welcome, thank you so much for coming. That is not the issue. That is not the... It's not the issue of can he feed, can't he feed, no. Issue is, you were invited, you go. If you want to take somebody, take the permission of the host. Nabil, can I please bring my friend Mark with me? He will say yes, he won't say no. I mean, nobody will say no, right? But, this is the other. And this is the beauty of Islam. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi sallallahu taught us the small things. When you eat... Don't grab from the plate. Take from your side. And what you think is good, give it to the other person. You know, if you're, like, if you're eating chicken, you like the leg, give it to somebody else. 
let him give it to you. The Sahaba was so good at it, and sometimes it would come back to the same person. Each one is giving to the other one, it comes back to you. So on the face of it, small thing. It's not small. This, this is the akhlaq of Islam. This is what brought people to Islam. The beauty of it, the, the detail of it, the attention to that, which we learn from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to truly appreciate the beauty of this deen, to appreciate the teachers of this deen, to appreciate the, the, uh, the, the, the material of this deen and to practice it in our lives in a way which makes it a means of khair and barakah for all of us.